Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Psalm 8 is a psalm in which David looks up to heaven and glorifies God for who he is and what he has done in creation. There, David comments on the fact that God has revealed himself generally in nature. For example, God reveals that He is a creative and caring Lord by putting us in a world that is hospitable to life. He ordered the stars to form constellations so we can discern seasons. He gave us air to breathe, and He gave us animal life that can both work the land and may be used for food. Thus, nature is a big, big Bible that tells us something about God. In addition to his general revelation in nature, God has revealed himself in a very unique and precise way to humankind. That is referred to as God's special revelation in the little Bibles that we hold in our hand. Therefore, we live in one world, but have access to two Bibles, one big and one small. The eternal value of God's special revelation is undeniable, but there is also much to be understood about how we relate to our Maker when considering the big Bible of nature. This observation will have two important practical applications, which I will explain in what follows. Let's dive into our text. In Psalm 8 verses 3 to 4, David looks up to heaven and says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him, and the son of man that you care for him? 1. The Bible of creation reveals the glory of God. Psalm 8 verses 3 to 4 tells us that creation not only reveals, but is glorious. This sentiment is also expressed in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3. In the natural world, we do not find a haphazard mess where there are innumerable barriers to life. Rather, we find a meticulously designed, structured and ordered network of integrated systems that seamlessly work together in ways that encourage life. Life could not survive without a natural world built to nurture it. This is why, for example, we not only have grain, but grain can also be used for food. This is why we not only can appreciate beautiful colors in nature, but those colors can alert us to something beneficial or harmful. Fallen minds may try to come up with vacuous natural explanations for nature, but none of such false theories can outdo the evidence of God's glory here on earth, staring everyone in the face. Romans 1 verses 20 to 21. And on top of that, even though creation reveals God's glory, that revelation is partial at best. The revelation of God's glory in nature is particularly evident because there is no sin in nature. The natural world is beautiful because it is unfallen, untainted, and is not in rebellion against God. Gravity is reliable and obeys God's command to remain the same because gravity has never tried to be anything more than what it was created to be. It is only in the realm of moral and spiritual things that sin exists. There, we see the toxic effects of sin, like man trying to destroy the beauty of nature or recklessly trying to exploit it. In Psalm 8, when David looks up in the night sky, he sees evidence of the work of God's fingers. This is exactly what a regenerated person does. They see a spiritual God, even in natural things. The natural man, however, still does not see God, even in spiritual things. 
When a natural man sees the moon and the stars, they are content to describe what they see in terms of the impersonal forces of nature, mathematics, or empty terms like chance. Yes, they are able to describe what they see, but are unable to explain why there is anything to see in the first place. Hence, even though creation provides overwhelming evidence for the glory of God, the natural fallen mind is at war with God, so it refuses to acknowledge the Lord. The natural man never looks up and thinks, I am beneath my creator. In his pride, the natural man instead looks down on other people so that he artificially elevates his own position. This is why pride can be strongly associated with high intellect. There is nothing immoral or sinful about intelligence, which is a gift from God, but intellect may inflate a man to such a degree that it robs God of his glory and blinds the person to their own cosmic ignorance. Just like money, intellect is inherently dangerous and may prevent a person from seeing the glory of God in creation. In Psalm 8, when David looks at and into creation, he sees God. This is a reasonable and true reaction. Many others will look and come to a radically different conclusion. What makes the difference is sin. Detrimentally, sin blinds a man to God, but it also blinds him to see himself for who he is. This brings me to my final point. 2. The Bible of creation helps to reveal who we really are. In Psalm 8.5, David says, Yet you have made man a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. Notice what David does here. He begins looking at the Lord and therefore derives a sense of identity that is theological. He looks at God and then looks at himself. He starts at the top and works his way down. David says, You have made man a little lower than God. David does not go bottom up and say, you have made man a little higher than animals. You see, in the grand splendor and marvel of creation, thinking about our size relative to the cosmos invokes a sense of meaninglessness and insignificance. After all, what is one person in the grand ocean of the universe? But yet, God has placed humankind in a privileged position in that universe. We have been crowned with glory and majesty. Only we have been made in the image and likeness of God. And only we are able to read and understand both the big and the little Bibles. Only man has a spirit. Only man has a super earthly dignity, moral agency, intellect, and a will. Only man walks upright, while beasts walk on all fours. What God has done in creation helps us to see that in God's eyes, we are treasured and honored. Many, many facets of creation exist for our benefit, and only we are able to appreciate that fact. Examples include that only we are able to understand God through language, and that God became a man in order to save man. All of this is not an invitation for self-exaltation, but an impetus to glorify the Lord while always being aware of our worth in the Creator's eyes. The more we appreciate our dominion, the more we praise the Lord who made it so. Who we are therefore discovers vitality, hope, assurance, and transcendent meaning when thinking about ourselves through the eyes of God. In Psalm 8, David meditates about God from a position in between God and animals. He gazes at the heavens and then asks, What is man that you remember and care for him? Then, in verses 6 to 8, David looks down and reflects on the animals that were put in subjection under man's feet. 
This mode of meditation is fitting since God is a spirit without a body. Man has a body with a spirit and animals have bodies but lack a spirit. Consequently, since the Lord made us a little lower than himself, as long as we look toward him, we have a spiritual role model and fittingly become more like him. But what happens when we do not look to God for guidance on who we are? Then we look down and become like animals. Then we commit idolatry and worship the creature rather than the creator. Romans 1, 22-23. Then, instead of having a divine example to inform us of who we are, we have a beastly one. Then, as 2 Peter 2, verses 12 to 16 says, the unrighteous become and begin behaving like unreasoning animals. They become ignorant creatures of instinct who cannot escape being enslaved to their own fleshly lusts. The end result of imitating the creature rather than the creator is destruction. Beloved, we live in one world but have two Bibles, one big and one small. The next time you find yourself outside in nature, take some time to reflect upon the beauty, the peace, and the life-sustaining essence of the environment that you are in. Earnest meditation will compel the spiritual person to see that God is a creative God who revealed himself to us in his work. His work also revealed that above anything else that was made, his fingers worked in and through creation for man. Truly, man is fallen and is not perfect, but the perfect godly example of what a man ought to be can be found in the one and only God-man, Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.